Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Every broadcast partner of the NBA breathes a sigh of relief as the Cavaliers and LeBron James escape the Pacers in Game 2, 100-97, thanks to a big night from Jay Art. No, of course not. LeBron, fadeaway jumper. Got it! Oh, goodness. 42 for LeBron James. Four and a half to go in the fourth quarter. Cavaliers 90, Pacers 82. So there it is, Cavaliers Radio Network on the call. LeBron, 46 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, couple of steals. He goes 17 of 24 from the floor. An aggressive LeBron James. And look, there's a lot of different nuances and things we can say about the Cavaliers. Teron Lue said, listen, we need LeBron James to be more aggressive 
in game two. And he said, I got you, Skip. And <laughs> this is honestly, this is a LeBron James that the Cavaliers need every single night. Teams in the past, LeBron James could be the distributor and have nights where, you know what, Kyrie is going to go off for 35. Right. And LeBron can have a night where I score 22, but I dish out 12 assists, pull down 14 rebounds. This Cavaliers team is not made for that. Nobody else is going to go off in a series. They don't have that other guy that can do it. They have a lot of nice complimentary parts, but this is the LeBron the Cavaliers need every single night if they're going to make a run. And I'll tell you what, two games, and this series could easily be 2 nothing. Indiana, and Indiana's not great. You know, you, you can you, you can tell me all you want about, oh, you know, but Oladipo, yeah, Oladipo is nice. This is not a team that should be close with the Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers struggle, but they do get the win. They need this 45-point LeBron James every night, not the triple-double, here's 22 and 12 and 10. And then, look, you know, I'll tell you my stats after the game. How can you blame me? I had a triple-double. That's not the LeBron they need. No, he's got to have 15 more efforts like this if they want to host the O'Brien. You're looking at an Indiana team, while you don't have a lot of superstars, you do still run eight or nine deep. Uh, which means your second unit's going to be able to get that advantage because Cleveland doesn't have that guy. Look at all our friends that cover the Cavaliers. Look at Ken, go just read his timeline, Kenny Rhoda. Just saying, why is this guy on the court? <laughs> He's terrible. He plays no defense. <laughs> they they hate their their second units. <laughs> uh, well, and they made changes tonight too. You know, J.R. Smith starts, Kyle Korver starts, and Korver had an okay night, four out of eight from three point range, fine. fifteen points. That's a nice night from Kyle Korver. But you look, J.R. Smith. Five points, not what they expected. George Hill was awful tonight. Six points, three assists. Didn't really get involved in the game. But on a night when LeBron goes for 46, it's okay. But they need this. They're going to need this every single night. Attacking LeBron. Kevin Love, 15 points on the night. Five of 16, shooting eight rebounds. Hand injury. Ty Lu after the game saying he expects him to be ready for game three. So we'll certainly keep an eye on that. That He injured the same hand that was broken earlier in the year. So uh, a little bit of pause and anxious moments for the Cavaliers. But now the series evens. Everybody breathes uh, at least a half sigh of relief for the moment, and LeBron James gave everybody a monster effort during the game and certainly being praised for his comments and his handling of some media responsibilities after. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios, 877-99 on Fox Twitter. At How About a Fresca? And yes, this is the other part of the night. A, a huge tragedy in the NBA as earlier this evening, Aaron Popovich the wife of Greg Popovich has died at the age of 67. Uh, she had been suffering an illness for an extended period, and there's many things now you wonder about Greg Popovich. We don't know anything really about the illness. We know that he has talked about her in the past, not a lot, but uh, the big interview we gave a couple years ago where he says, my wife tells me I should be easy on the media and I should be a nicer guy. And she always tells right. me, why are you doing that? Why are you such a jerk? Why are you doing that? And that's kind of a fun thing to hear. But generally, he's pretty protective. You don't, you didn't hear a lot about him. And some people are like that. They, some people like to talk about their significant others. Other people don't. Some when it, when it merits it. And, but for Greg Popovich now, who has been coaching, and this is a this is a headline that surprised the vast majority of us. We didn't know that he was going through this and that his wife was so, you know, real was sick as she was. And so this comes up and it's a huge surprise. And he has been coaching, doing press conferences. He's been doing normal stuff 
with the San Antonio Spurs. Now you realize now you're dealing with all this Kawhi stuff on top no, of it. No, that's shit. You had a million things be. going on with the team itself and, and trying to get them pushed to the playoffs. That's some kind of professional when you want to talk about what you must be dealing with at home to say, I got to shut this out and I can still comment on other things going on and I can still find time to play, praise LaMarcus Aldridge in the post-game press conference and who knows you know what he's dealing with. We, we don't know anything about the circumstances surrounding his wife's death. And so all our thoughts, of course, out to Greg Popovich, his family, they have kids, and it's just a very, very sad story. And LeBron James was asked about the passing of Aaron Popovich on court following the Cavaliers' victory. LeBron, during this game, we got the really devastating news. The Spurs announced that Aaron, Coach Popovich's wife, officially passed away. I know you're close with Pop. Any words or thoughts you'd like to share with him? I mean, I'm a, obviously I'm a huge Pop fan. Uh, I love Pop. Um, that's, a, that's such a tragedy. And, um, you know, my best wishes goes out to, to, to Pop and his family. Uh, I know that's, that's devastating news. And, um, oh, um, it's just a lot. I mean, the NBA family, we all stick together. I know we compete every night. Uh, but something like this happens, it, it puts everything in perspective. So, uh, you know, I send my, I send my, uh, my, my well wishes and my prayers up to the heavens above. I know the man above never makes a mistake, even when you sometimes have to um, ask why. But uh, that's just terrible news. And um, uh, best of luck to Pop Man and, and everybody in San Antonio, the whole Spurs family. Uh, that's all I can say, Allie. All right, so there's LeBron, obviously emotional. A couple of times had to be bleeped. That was Allie LaForce of, of TNT who asked him the question. And there's a lot of people on social media going crazy over this. How a lot do you of anger. LeBron? How dare you? How do you ask LeBron about Popovich's wife? He just played a game. And I understand that, but here's the story. Ernie Johnson talked about it. TNT said, listen, Allie LaForce, before the interview, gave LeBron a heads up. Look, Allie LaForce is a pro. You know, she knows what she's doing. She said, hey, LeBron, I don't know if you know this, but Greg Popovich's wife died suddenly today. Do you want to have a comment on it? And LeBron could say no, and Ali LaForce would have said, great, I'm not going to ask you about it. But LeBron said, yes, I want to talk about it. And so now he's processing the information. He's trying to talk, and here comes the interview a couple of seconds later, whatever it is, 30 seconds, 90 seconds. Okay, here we go. I want to ask you about it. And it was all handled the right way because TNT made sure that we have enough time to ask him off camera, and if he doesn't want to comment on it, that's absolutely fine. You know, look, he just finished a game. I, you know, he can say, "Look, I, I don't know about it. I'm just kind of in game." You know, ask me about it after. But he wanted to comment on it, and it was difficult. It's always tough to find words. You never know how you're going to talk about somebody when you talk about somebody dying and 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 the tragedy that Greg Popovich and the NBA family is all going through now. But it was all handled the right way. I mean, people want to go right away. It's let's go crazy. Oh, I can't believe. I, I I get it. I, I understand. I understand. But realize this was handled the right way. This was professional broadcasting, doing it the right way, and everything was right from top to bottom. I don't even care that LeBron James cursed. Doesn't even matter. But even if even if she hadn't cleared it, you're asking, you know they have a relationship that's well chronicled for many years, the battles that have gone on as you're competing for titles, you're competing uh, at the highest level. Those are marquee games 
whenever the Heat and Spurs got together, whenever the Cavaliers and the Spurs got together. And both are very vocal about not only big issues in basketball, but big social issues. I mean, there's a lot of things that draw these two together. So to ask it, even if she hadn't done the the heads up, I think it was still fair, just given their relationship. Now, is it? It, it, it is. It is fair, but it's it's I, not I, because I, you're coming right off. You're coming no, right I, off the field. I get that, but I, I don't think it should have gotten this this vitriol that it oh, did. Oh no, it, I, it I think people are you know just too quick to get to their their keyboards or get behind a microphone or, or however they're doing it to to go and attack her and the production staff and everybody else for asking the question. You know, Le- LeBron James, if he didn't want to comment, either either way, could have said no, right? That that's always the the prerogative. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'll have a bigger statement on this. I need time to process it. Could have done that. In this case, you know, you, you have this protocol. But even if it, he'd been asked, just just cold. He, he's, uh, he's a I, guy I who know. can think on his feet. Yeah, no, he's but a grown I, ass man. I yeah, think he'll be all right. That's a, that's that's tough to ask a guy about somebody. If you wanted to ask him about a scandal of some kind, or this happened, or this happened, okay. But this is someone dying, and you're really bombarded. I know. I think you have to ask him first. Anybody coming, whether it's LeBron or Kevin Love or anybody else, I think you kind of got it because they're coming off the field or or the court, and you may not have had time to hear, it, and that's something you want to give a good statement to. It's tough to just have a mic thrown in your face, say, hey. Greg Popovich's wife died. What do you think? It's like, whoa, whoa, what? Wait, what happened? And, and maybe you come off and you sound crazy or you sound less than what you would want to say about it. And look, everything LeBron says is always magnified. No, sure, but even if, he, in this case, if he'd misspoken, how much time did he have to, to process it? Yeah, but are you they... Know, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I don't think there was going to be... Mu- James? I don't think there was going to be much you, of a difference. You can't say anything nice. You can't say anything this. You can't do that. Now, and also... You do that, you're TNT, and he doesn't like that. You think the next time you're getting an on-court interview with LeBron James? Not happening. You're not doing it. It's not it. going to be as pleasant. Not sure. doing it. No, LeBron, no, it's dead. Instead of LeBron, we're going to talk to uh, James Jones is here. Uh, James, can you tell us exactly <laughs> what? I've won a lot of titles. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of rings. Let's, let's go to Dwayne Wade, who's done having sex with Gabrielle Union. He's so, not uh, done yet. He can tell us exactly how it's Woo! Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. A lot of attention is being spent on what was asked of him following the win. Aaron Popovich, the wife of Greg Popovich, passed away earlier today at the age of 67. She had been in ill health for some time. Uh, something that there was a story that none of us really knew. Uh, it kind of surprised all of us that this happened. He's been coaching and talking about Kawhi Leonard and all of these things. And LeBron was asked about it on the court following the game. And you heard his response a few minutes ago, very emotional, talking about Pop. I'm a big Pop fan. He, you know, he, he let a couple of profanities slip because he was trying to find the right words to talk about Aaron Popovich. And there's been a big groundswell as to how, how dare you ask him that question, how dare and it was handled the right way. Ali LaForce for TNT had asked LeBron before the interview, hey, do you want to talk about Aaron Popovich? Yes or no? If LeBron had said no, they would have blown off the inter- you know, that question, just asked him about the game. But he said yes, he wanted to comment. It was handled well. This wasn't everybody with, oh, my God, it's the worst thing. How do you ask the guy that? It was handled okay. Now, you said a few minutes ago that you still thought it'd be okay to ask him something cold. If he didn't know... And you just want to ask him to get a reaction. Yeah, I'm not saying that it, it's the the most comfortable. And in a lot of these live interview situations, 
especially coming right out of a game, there's going to be questions flying out of producers' mouths into the you know, sideline reporter and the analysts and everybody into their headsets that every once in a while you're going to have a question that either gets has comes out wrong, the tone's wrong, or maybe the the content is is maybe something the player or coach isn't prepared for. But we see that quite frequently, not to this level, and certainly you know this would have been a little bit of an outlier but you know i owe it in this particular case again back to the relationship that popovich and lebron james have that it may have gone into a, a different area as opposed to this is just cold right yeah. like if it's someone that he doesn't that he's not particularly close to but it's someone nba related then then maybe you know it it's a much different situation i just think this is someone you knew so you know the affection and you get the the emotional response yeah, uh, no, I hear that, but I still I I still would default to I want him to know that I'm going to ask him no, this No, no, certainly. Before. Certainly. And, and I don't I'm want saying to seem like I'm ambushing you with this. I don't want to seem like, "Hey, uh, oh, by the way, hey, your comments, Aaron Popovich, Greg Popovich's wife died today. Uh, what do you think?" And it's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa." Well, there's also really there's also points that. on delivery oh, of and, course, and, of course and how you say it the right way. It. But I mean, that's how you're hearing that like, "Whoa, I don't know this and now I'm in a bad spot because I don't know what to say and I don't know how to react and and it's difficult. But you and, take you filibuster. You take a couple of seconds yeah, to but, gather but your it, thoughts but and LeBron. take your breath. But no, it's but, it, but if it, he answers and if he fumbles for words or doesn't say the right, look, it's very hard. Whenever, but but even but even if you're being asked other questions about the game, may, she may have given you the heads up that hey, you know, can I ask about that? Like, he's not marinating that while he's answering questions yeah, about but, the but, game. But then you're going to ask about the game. Then you say, okay, all right, thanks for that, LeBron. Let's talk about that. It's it's hard to do that, and LeBron is someone who everything he says is picked apart, sure. everything he does. So if he fumbles for answers, if he doesn't know what to say or says, I, I can't talk about it, then suddenly it's all LeBron can't say a nice word, he can't say I'm sorry, he can't say this, but it's because he gets ambushed with no, it on see, television. I, I think the, it, the reporter LeBron. would have gotten the the but, the brunt of it. I the reporter I may think, have gotten something. You don't think LeBron would have gotten I, a lot I, of I don't social media? Sure. It's LeBron. It's no matter what the guy does. I think you would have had a response from LeBron James several minutes later. Oh, of course you would have gotten one, but it still would have been, he would have looked bad. He would have been mad at TNT. He would have never talked to them again. He would have said, you can't just hit me. That's why, it, look, when someone, every one of us has had to hear news that someone we know has passed away. Sure. And you don't know what to say. It's hard. And sometimes you re, you hang up the phone or you finish talking to somebody, you go, I can't believe I just said that. I, I can't believe I just said that to that person about someone dying. Because you don't know what to say because it's very shocking. And I know there are some people when my mom passed away that, you know, told me they were sorry, said a couple of, you know, worded some weird things. But I always say the same. I said, you know, and one of my friends say, I'm sorry, I didn't really respond right to that. I said, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong to say. If you don't know what to say, it's fine. I understood. I never, never felt anything bad about that. I, I, I understand it's a really difficult situation to be in. It's hard to, to give a response to that. And I, but I'm gonna, I'll go in a different direction to 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 tell you more about what I'm talking about. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. Now you said because I've I've got an example of yeah. the hardest news I ever got. Yeah, and and I was basically told uh, he'd kick you in the ass if you didn't do the the job you're about to. So, yeah, it's, so it's, so, so get after news. it. Yeah, here, <laughs> you know here, I mean hey hard. sometimes it happens. But but this is but but this is and uh, I'll definitely we'll talk about that story coming yeah, up yeah. in a bit. But uh, just to go for more about the the on the on the court interview thing. 
is that when I was when I was doing all night at ESPN, every few months we would have a, a meeting and they say, okay, here's where we think you are, here's what you do well, and here's what you think you can work on. And I'm like, okay. And so they go over stuff here and they say, you know, you should work on your interviews a little bit more. And I said, what do you mean? So, well, when you interview athletes, um, you know, the interviews could be a little bit better. And I said, okay, well, why? And they said, well, let's bring up your Matt Ryan interview from two weeks ago. With Thursday night football game, the Falcons won, and we got Matt Ryan on right after the game, which... Okay, that's great. He's a quarterback. He's and, not saying anything interesting. You know, so he comes on, and I, you know, it was a Thursday night game, and uh, you know, it was on late at night. We got Matt Ryan. It was a great favor they did for my sure. producer. It was really cool. So we get Matt Ryan on, and I ask him questions. You know, hey, what about this play in the first quarter? How about this? How about fans were chanting Matty Ice at the end, and my boss said, you know, this interview was okay. The Matty Ice stuff was all right, but you didn't really give me anything to take away from the interview. And I said, well, what do you mean? They said, well, like, well, listen, well, you listen to Colin and Dan do interviews and they, oh, you know, they get a lot of stuff out of people. You know, they ask the lifestyle type questions. And I said, okay, <laughs> really? I said, no, hang on a second. Oh, I understand. Look, Colin and Dan do a great job with interviews. Dan Patrick, especially phenomenal interviewer. I mean, he gets stuff from people, but these are guys. And I said to my boss, I said, these are guys who are calling in to do this interview. Right, they're sitting in a hot tub and hanging out. (laughs) And you can ask them about uh, fun questions like, hey, you know, are you going to watch the royal wedding? Or, you know, whatever (laughs) you want to say. You know, whatever it is. And you you get fun answers. I go, I can't ask Matt Ryan after (laughs) the game, hey, you going to watch the royal wedding? What do you think of Meghan Markle? I can't. He would turn around. Did you like her on suits? He would turn around (laughs) and say to the PR guy, what the hell is this guy asking me? The PR guy would say, we're never giving you a Falcon again. And that's it. And I said, you really want to compare? I said, obviously, it's a different interview. When it's during the day, but I can't just hit him with that kind of crazy. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. Hey, you just won. It's like, you know? hey, you just won, but now let's uh, <laughs> what, what, what? Hey, let's have a slice of life. Hey, what you? What's the last restaurant? You ate yeah, at? I mean, I'm not. I can't, hey, how about some uh, ten questions? Ready? Here we go. Number one, your favorite kind of pasta. I mean, he would. They would just say, "What? What the hell is this?" I go. So there's got to be a bit of a curve there. And my boss, who actually turned out to not really have a good answer for it, and as a result now, I think he's programming a, a local station somewhere in the Northeast, uh, was like, well, you know, just, you know, you could do a better job with it. I'm like, okay, wow. So you were just de- determined to come in here and tell me, oh, I need to do a better job with interviews. When, really, you wanted me to do that? I mean, I brought up everything. I was protecting the brand by not doing that, all all these things, but he didn't want to hear it because that, that was the point he had. And certain times, that's what I mean, certain times you can ask somebody something, certain times it's not the right time and place, and you have to tell LeBron, hey, or anybody, this is what we want to ask you if it's okay. And if not, it's fine because it's not germane to the game. It's not, it's not, you know, when Ezekiel Elliott was at the Super Bowl two years ago and they told us you can't ask us any questions about the Heisman Trophy and no questions about Urban Meyer and the controversy they had together. It's like, well... Okay, well, then why the hell are we talking to? I mean, that's something, <laughs> have a nice night. That's exactly. something we kind of have to ask. I mean, this was like, okay, if you don't want to answer it, it's okay. So I, I, I kind of get that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Joining us now on the hotline, Fox Sports 1, NBA analyst and insider extraordinaire, Chris Broussard. CB, what's happening? I'm great, man. How you doing? Good. Hey, uh, you know, before we get into LeBron tonight and the big night, we've been talking a lot about the question he got about Greg Popovich's wife following the game. And, and uh, you know, obviously Ali LaForce on TNT asked LeBron, hey, would you like to comment on the passing of Popovich's wife? And he said yes, give a very emotional response. 
you know, that's something that I, I thought was handled perfectly. I know there's a lot of uh, dissenters saying, oh, you can't ask, you can't do this, but I thought that's exactly how it should have been done. You ask him off camera. If he says he wants to talk about it, great. If not, you don't ask him. Let him talk about it later on. He answered, was very emotional. I thought this was handled the right way. Yeah, it, it certainly worked out. I mean, you saw the legitimate cons- uh, care that LeBron has for uh, Greg Popovich. Um, I mean, even, look, any of us, who've been covering the NBA or working in the NBA as a player or a reporter or whatever, if you know Greg Popovich, or even if you don't, but if you're, you know, you're, you're close to this league, you're an insider, so to speak, in whatever fashion that may be, you're going to be a little bit struck. I mean, when I first heard the news, it hit me. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Like, you know, that's just, you don't wish that on anybody and, you know, obviously somebody you've dealt with over the years, um, it's tough. It's tough. Um, so, I, but I think LeBron's answer, you know, you clearly it was heartfelt. Um, even the LeBron James haters out there, I think that's a moment that will really uh, make a lot of people think twice about hating on LeBron because you, you could just see uh, that, that that was a great answer. I mean, and, and he didn't do it for a performance. But it was just, I mean, you could see the, the emotions and everything. And, uh, I mean, it looked like he was uh, gonna, almost going to cry. Yeah, it was close, you know? right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but that, it wouldn't have been any issue if he had because that, uh, that was heartfelt. So, it was, uh, <laughs> I guess, I, I hate to say it was, I don't even want to say it capped a great night for him, but it, it worked out. He, he was just on his A game in every, every single way tonight. That concern, that love, that relationship. We were talking about that a little bit earlier. Chris, around NBA circles, how well known was it that Coach Popovich, uh, that his wife was ill? And that in swirling behind all the stuff and all the details we'd had about Kawhi, that this was in the background the whole time? Some people knew, but it wasn't. I don't know how widespread. I mean, obviously there had not been uh, really much talk about it publicly. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, I, I mean, again, obviously some people knew, but, um, you know, the Spurs and, and Pop obviously did a, you know, they kind of kept it private, which is how they do it. And, and to be honest, which is probably how most people would want it to stay private. Um, I don't know if there's been anything said about going forward, how this will affect Pop. Um, but man, I mean, it, it wouldn't be... <laughs> I mean, I, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just a tough situation. And basketball, as great a coach as he is and as much as the Spurs and his job mean to him, it obviously takes a, a far, far, far second uh, seat to, to this. So um, I don't know if he's going to keep coaching, you know, for the next game or whatever, but if not, I, I mean – I, that that wouldn't be, you know, out of. I mean, that's what, almost what you expect, you know. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We saw the story earlier today. Sources saying Baker Mayfield to the Jets is a done deal. The Jets like Mayfield. That's why Mike McCagnan moved up, and that was a that makes sense because. Look, we move up to number three to make sure we get Mayfield. If we're drafting sixth, 
Maybe we get him, maybe we don't. We move up to three, we like our guy. I still firmly believe that they'll take Sam Darnold if he's there. Because the Browns could do a very Browns thing and take Josh Allen. Sure. And then the Giants, we're hearing, are almost married to Saquon Barkley. They think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. We'll go get him. If Sam Darnold is there, they will draft him. Because the Jets just scheduled very hastily, on like with like one day to go before they couldn't do it anymore, they scheduled a last-minute meeting with Sam Darnold because now they're thinking, hey, wait a minute, this guy really might be there for us, and they like him the most. So if it comes to it, if the... If the Browns take Josh Allen one, you're talking about Saquon Barkley two, unless the Giants trade down with someone. Darnold is there. That's who the Jets will get at three. But Baker Mayfield has been one of the more polarizing guys in the draft over the course of the last few months. Is he mature enough? Is he a guy that grabs his crotch and you can blow it off? Or is he a guy with deeper problems? Alex Marvez told us this story about the Chargers meeting with Baker Mayfield because the Chargers, look, you never know how things are going to go. You never know how the draft is going to go. The Chargers wanted to meet with Baker Mayfield because obviously they're in position to get a quarterback and get Phillip Rivers air. They well, they're sitting 17. at 17, yeah. Phillip Rivers in the league since 2004, that vaunted quarterback clash, right? He, Roethlisberger, and Eli Manning at this point in their careers. you got to start looking ahead, thinking about the future, as it were, even though Phillip Rivers does a good job to stay upright by, well, not trying to be mobile and just doing his thing. But you never know how a draft's going to go. Suddenly there's a run on defensive backs or edge rushers or whatever's going to be. And suddenly at 17, quarterback's still sitting there thinking he was going to be long drafted mm-hmm. and celebrating. And, and instead he has a Bo Callahan-like <laughs> fall. I don't really remember that night, uh, sir. That's sir. <laughs> So here's Alex Marvez telling us how disastrous Baker Mayfield's meeting went with the Chargers, and wait till you hear why. How about that Sports Illustrated story that came out about Baker Mayfield basically blowing off the Los Angeles Chargers, and I know Justin Forsberg has tears in his eyes right now because of this, but essentially saying, you know, they gave him some plays to memorize, okay? Uh, You know, for the lunch they were going to have, Ken Wisenhunt and all this, and Baker didn't study it. He didn't know. And he's like, look, I got a lot on my plate. <laughs> you know what I mean? And <laughs> listen, and, and, and I get it that the Chargers you know, may not be in position to draft Baker Mayfield. I understand that. And Baker thinks he's going in the top five and all that good stuff. But you never know in this league. Mayfield, who was asked about it following this happened, this is a new story, said it could have gone a little better, but at the same time, I'm prioritizing which playbooks I'm going to learn. No offense to them, but I've got a lot on my plate. That's the exact quote from Baker Mayfield. So, hey, do you listen, like it or hate it? Yeah, you're like, part of me really likes I mean, this. Come on, you know he. Yeah, because you know he's like Steeman Willie Beeman. You know, in the beginning of any given Sunday, he's the the aw shucks guy. I'm working really hard to just to play and get on the field. Then by the middle of the season, he's doing videos. You know, and ah, I'm steaming Willie Beeman. Well, it's shooting like, his mu- music video. And- yeah. Hey, I got a lot on my plate right now. I, I can't have time to just memorize plays for you. You know, I, I just can't do that for you. Maybe he's catching up on it. The Jets are taking me, okay? The Jets are taking me. Maybe he's got that validation. Maybe he's already been told. Uh, he's been tipped off. Here's what's going on next yeah, week. But, but what, what happens if the Browns take Allen at one and the Giants take Barkley at two. No, that's the it. Chaos and Darnold. That's right. All right. The Browns aren't taking a quarterback because they just took Josh out. Although they could do a very Browns thing and go back to back quarterback. Wouldn't quarterback. that be great? That'd be pretty cool. Well, but, I mean, they'd be just 
accelerating the the process that the Redskins did all those years yeah. ago when they they had Kirk Cousins. They could and take RG3. Nelson. They could take Chubb. You know, they 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 were trying to build offensive line sure. out. Certainly, you're looking to. Well, Joe Thomas is yeah, gone he's away, gone. So, so you yeah, you know, look, hey, Nelson and Chubb, these guys are all projected to be really good. So then you get the Broncos picking at five, and they're like, well, I don't know if we like Mayfield or Rosen. We're going to trade down, and then it's. Whoa, suddenly Mayfield is in the teams, and you're hoping the Bills trade up right, for you, get you or past not. Buffalo what's going to happen? Yep. Drifting, I'm, drifting, drifting. I'm I hope you. he sits in the green room longer than Aaron Rodgers. Oh, shots fired by Chargers radio producer Justin Frost. Now, what's Go interesting Chargers. is a couple of days ago, you got the notice that there are going to be 22 guys in the green room. Chaos ensues here, potentially. Yeah, well, okay, well, a lot Vontae, of anger. Mac will be in the, in the, in the yeah. draft room. So will Bo Callahan. Uh, Ray Jennings, was he in the draft? No, right? No. No, no, Ray Jennings wasn't Josh there. Josh McCown will be there. Josh McCown will be in There's the dressing room. There's no question in, about in, it. In the green room. I mean, I'm trying to think of everybody who was there. Can they just bring out, <laughs> just just because, can they, can, can they bring out uh, our, our Count Dooku? <laughs> Christopher Lee is dead. Oh, Why do right. you got to bring that Sorry, up? Sorry, I, I, I conflated him and uh, Frank Langella. What's right? I think he's dead too. No, I don't wait, think so. Wait, is Frank? No, Frank Langella is still around, isn't he? Frank Langella. Just, just so he can after the fourth pick, yell, "I had a great day." Okay, no, he's okay. He's eighty years old. He's okay. He's yeah, okay. he's good. But, so, yeah. can we get him to Dallas? Yeah, sure. So after the fourth pick, he comes out. Oh, we had a great day. <laughs> there you go. At least We're you gonna got, not Count Dooku. Sorry, I went Although too far. Trust as Count Dooku would be, you know, it'd be, be pretty, pretty cool if he came out and did that. I'm not feeling filled with warm fuzzies now for Baker Mayfield and the Jets. No, it's really kind of going sideways, hasn't it? I'm not. But real, no, honestly, I swear to you, I think there there is a greater than fifty percent chance the Jets wind up with Darnold because the Browns. I I, I really think they're going to take Josh Allen. Look, here's the reason why. Let me, let me throw this out here real quick. Is because the Browns. What do you got to remember for Dorsey and everybody else? Is the number one thing. What do they want to accomplish? They want to keep their jobs. Right? That's the number one thing everybody wants. Oh, we want to build a winner. No, I want to keep my job, and by building a winner, I can do it. If the Browns draft Josh Allen, and we're hearing a lot of Browns Josh Allen right now, it's hard to not play a number one overall pick for a year, but you could kind of sell the Browns that he needs to sit for a year. Right? Well, you brought Tyron in Tyrod Taylor. Sure. He's good. Josh Allen's raw. He needs to sit for a year. You can sell that. You can sell that to the Browns fans. Okay, great. What do you do in that year? You remake the Browns' image, and it's you know you build it back up. We're not the lovable losers. We're not going to go zero and sixteen again. We're on the way up. Come and sign here as a free agent. We have a lot of money to spend. And then next year, okay, then you're giving the job to Josh Allen, and you're unwrapping a new quarterback for probably for you know for whoever is your is your coach, and then things look better, and you have bought yourself a free year of sucking. By drafting Josh Allen, because you can sit him for a year. You can't do that with Sam Darnold. Darnold's going to have to play. And if Different Darnold expectations. plays and he's not yeah. good, doesn't like the world on fire, you walk into the offseason and say, oh my God, Sam Darnold sucks, It's and, and it's everything all over again. The Browns can't make it on a quarterback. They can't draft the guy right. That's the two scenarios they're looking at. You draft Josh Allen, you buy a year of, we can go 3-13, and 13, but just say it doesn't matter because a year from now, Josh Allen's our guy and things are going to be different and everything. But if you draft Sam Darnold, he's going to have to play. And if he's not ready, it's a big if. You buy yourself a year 
by drafting Josh Allen. That's why, if that's where the Browns are going, the Jets are going to get Sam Darnold. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.